Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. We're in the middle of us, uh, our new series called Third Person. Third person, this is week two. Last week, Pastor Ash kicked us off and did a great job. If you're wanting to know where you can listen to that, head on over to our Victory Church app or our Facebook page or our YouTube. There are so many ways you can watch or listen to it. So make sure you go and uh, have a look at that if you haven't already. But this series is all about the Holy Spirit. Or as, uh, as we put in that song, in some translations of the Bible would call Him the Holy Ghost, right? But the Holy Spirit, this series is all about the Holy Spirit. And the reason we called it third person is because the Holy Spirit is a third person person of the Trinity, not the third wheel. Yeah, he's a third person, not the third wheel. Has anyone ever been felt like a third wheel in a conversation? Like it is not fun, but that is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a small addition onto the Trinity. No, he's part of the Trinity. And you know, what's also cool is that the Holy Spirit is not a force. He's actually a person. See, I grew up in church and um, uh, for me, uh, when I was younger, when I didn't understand all the concept of the Holy Spirit and the biblical context and, and all the theology behind it, my understanding of the Holy Spirit is that He was a little bit like the force in Star Wars. Anyone know what I'm talking about? It's like, I may or may not have sat in my room a few times, extended my hand out, looked at something across the room and asked the Holy Spirit to move it for me. It didn't happen, right? But that was my understanding of it. And uh, the whole like, these are not the droids you're looking for. Maybe tried that on my parents a couple of times to no avail. Uh, did not work very well. Like, mom and dad, I'm not the child that did it. It's like, it did not work. But the, the Holy Spirit is not a force, right? He's actually a person. And we actually see this in Scripture. Scripture reveals to us that He's not just a force that randomly moves. No, no, He's actually a person. He is a being. And we see this in Ephesians 4 verse 30. It says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you have been sealed for the day of redemption. What it's saying is going, hey, you can actually grieve the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit actually has emotions. The Holy Spirit actually has emotions that He feels and things that He feels on a going basis, right? You can actually grieve the Spirit, which means that He has things He can feel. But not only does He feel things, but we find in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11, it says, It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each one should have. In other words, hey, the Holy Spirit not only feels things, but He actually has choice as well. He's not just some random force that can be manipulated by people. No, no. He is a being and a person who has feelings, but also has choice and has a will to choose who gets certain spiritual gifts. And so the third person of the Godhead is not some force where I can extend my hand across the room and try and move an object, even though that would be really cool. And I may still continue to try it because one day, who knows? But what we read in the Bible is that the, the Holy Spirit is a person who empowers us to be able to outwork the call of God in our life. In fact, Jesus, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit, this person, this third person of the Trinity, Jesus calls Him the Helper. He calls Him the Helper. We read this in John 16 verse 7. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. Uh, Nevertheless, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. See, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, he is the one who helps us on our day-to-day life. He is the one who is with us and is empowering us to outwork what it is that God has asked us and, and, and positioned us to do. 
uh, Jesus, in fact, is so important. He goes, hey, it's so important that you need the Holy Spirit to help you that he tells the disciples, these, these young men and all these people that were following Jesus for three years, he tells them, hey, I want you to go into all the world and make disciples, right? This is just before he ascends into heaven. He says, hey, I want you to go. This is your mission. This is your mandate to go into the world and make disciples. But then he says this in Acts 1 verse 4. It says, on one occasion while he was eating with them, being Jesus again, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. In other words, Jesus is saying, hey, the Holy Spirit is coming. He is known as the helper. And in order to do what I've asked you to do, go into the world and make disciples, change this world for me, spread my love. You can't do it by yourself. You actually need Him to help you. In other words, we need help. We need help. Now, there's often two reactions whenever we say a sentence like that. You have some people that go, yep, maybe I feel like I'm like that sometimes where I'm like, yeah, I know I need help. I know myself. I know my, my, my faults. I know the things I'm good at and things I'm not good at. And I know that I need help in some things, right? Some, some of us are really accepting of help. But then other times I find myself kind of pushing back against help. Is anyone with me on that? Like, like, like you know you need help. But you're worried that if you ask for help, for some reason, it's going to disqualify you from actually doing the thing that you're wanting to do, right? You try and push back from it. And so if you found yourself in either one of those two categories, welcome, because we're all here on this journey together. But reality is, is that Jesus is saying, hey, you can't do this by yourself. Hey, you were never designed to do this by yourself. Come on, you need help. We need help. In order to fulfill the great commission that Jesus has given us, we need to be doing life with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We need to be doing and walking life with Him on a daily basis. I'm going to share with you guys uh, a little bit of something. Hopefully that's okay. Uh, hopefully that's all good on this 28 lovely weather degree day today. How awesome is that? We went from cyclone warnings yesterday to 28 degrees today. Some people were praying way too hard, by the way. <laughs> it went from rain to really warm. Um, but uh, I'm going to share with you guys, uh, my, my year has been a great year, but uh, halfway through this year, I'm, I made a decision. And uh, it was kind of in the middle of COVID, and uh, I kind of made this decision. I've only just re- recently started to outwork it. But the goal is this, is I, I, want, I want to become healthier as a person, physically healthier. And so I set myself a goal by the age that I'm 25, it's my 25th birthday on the 26th of November. Feel free to write it down, all right? 26th of November, 25th birthday. I'll take whatever gift you want to give me. <laughs> it's my 25th birthday, but I decided I wanted to lose 25 kilos by my 25th because I want to be the healthiest version of myself, not only for me, but also for my wife and who knows, maybe one day future kids. Not right now, but one day, all right? And so I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself. And so I set this goal. I was going, cool, 20, 25th, I'm going to lose 25 kilos. And I'm eight kilos down, praise the Lord, come on. And uh, I've got a bit more to go and we've got a couple months and it's going to be great. But here's the thing, right? As I had to change how I ate, I had to change my routine. I had to change a lot of the, uh, the routines and patterns that I built up in my lifestyle. But, but there's one thing that you need to know is that when you walk into the gym, there's something that is from hell in the gym. And that's what I like to call the stair climber, all right? When you walk, if you don't know what a stair climber is, oh my goodness, you are, God has blessed you, all right? Like, the stair climber, right, is a never-ending staircase. I'm convinced, right, that when, like, hell is literally just lined with stair climbers, and it's just constant, like, you have to climb stairs all the time, right? But it's great for my health, but part of, uh, part of me going to the gym is, yes, stair climbing, do all that, uh, doing cardio, but partly also a bit of weights as well, right? And this is what I know about weights, 
as I know, in order to build muscle, in order to uh, continue to make sure your muscles are under strain to make sure they grow and strengthen, you actually, actually need to push yourself to the point where your muscles fail, right? You need to push yourself to the point where it's like you've actually used up and actually ripping the fibers within your muscle, right? And so in order to do that, to make sure you can do that, it's really hard to do that by yourself. A lot of the time, because at the, uh, when you're pushing weights, reality is that they're heavy, right? And if you're standing there, if you're on a bench press and you're about to try and uh, bench press a certain amount of weight, the thought of that weight dropping on you, maybe it's just me, it terrifies me, all right? I am terrified of being embarrassed where I'm like pinned on the bench and like having to like wiggle my legs around and people are, like looking at you really weird. That, that's, that thought terrifies me, okay? And the way, the way you get around that, the way you make sure, and the best way to do it is to make sure you go to the gym with someone. And then what they do is they, they become the spotter for you, right? Because what they do is they stand there and, and when, you, when you're pushing and you're pushing your weight and you get to the point where you're struggling and you can't push anymore, the spotter comes in and just helps you just get your last rep out and maybe one more and maybe one more after that if they're really cruel, all right? Sorry. But they come in and the spotter actually helps you lift the weight that you actually want to push. He helps you finish the set, helps you finish the reps that you are wanting to achieve. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit comes alongside of us and actually helps us to carry the weight that God has designed us to carry in our day-to-day lives. So then when you're going through it and it feels tough, don't worry because the Holy Spirit is there to help you and support you. He is there to make sure that you finish and finish well. And we want to make sure that we're accessing all that. He has for us because what you start spotter right there unless you actually get them to do something for you. Yeah, come on. The spotter is the Holy Spirit and He is designed to help us in our day-to-day life. You may be asking like, cool, what is He designed to help us with? I mentioned before, we have a great commission, go into the world and make disciples. And so that is the goal of the Holy Spirit to equip us and to empower us to make disciples in Jesus' name, which means that He is the one that we do life with on a regular basis. He is the spotter that comes and supports us whenever we need it. And so there's a few ways that the Holy Spirit actually supports us. There's a few ways that He actually helps us and supports us on our day-to-day life. Do we want to hear it this morning? Awesome. Because even if you said no, I was still going to tell you. So, But the number one way for me that He helps me and supports me is that He reminds me that He is near to me. The Holy Spirit is near to me. The Holy Spirit is near. Because this is the thing. If you go to the gym and you have a spotter, right? What good are they if you're trying to push it up and you need that little, little tab up to the top, right? And they're over at the mirror checking themselves out and not right next to you trying to help you pull that weight up, Right? The Holy Spirit is the spotter who is near to us. He is near to us. He is there ready to grab that weight whenever we need it, right? He's not far away. He is actually right next to you. And I'll prove it in Scripture. Are you ready for this? 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 says this, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and is given to you by God? Let me ask you this. If your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, is the Holy Spirit with you? Yes, He is. Come on, church, the Holy Spirit is with us on a daily basis. He is with us every single day. He's not off checking himself in a mirror somewhere like some of the spotters that we have. No, no, he is right there facing everything we face with us right next to us. He is right there helping us ready to carry that weight. So not only is he with us though, here's the thing, he's actually with us forever. He's actually with us forever. In John 14, verse 15, it says this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. God wants to give you the Holy Spirit, and you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, the Holy Spirit is with you forever. 
which means it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what choice you make. It doesn't matter what decision, whether it be great or bad one. Guess what? It doesn't get rid of the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes we can approach life like a game of like uh, snakes and ladders. Anyone remember the game of snakes and ladders? It was one of the OGs when I was growing up. It was a great game, right? And you would, you would have the ladders where you would shoot up and then you would hit a snake and you had to go all the way back down. And it, it, it was a great game. But I think sometimes we view our, our walk with God like snakes and ladders. Like we view moments in life where we're like accelerated, but then we hit one mistake and all of a sudden we have to like track all the way back down. And we view our relationship with the Holy Spirit that way, where it's like, man, when we're on fire, the Holy Spirit is close, but when we're not, He's far away. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible actually says that you're never alone and He's with you forever. And some people may be like, well, that, that's kind of intimidating though, because like, I feel like He's watching me. Well, no, no, flip it on its head. Don't be intimidated by it. Be encouraged by it. Because at any moment, you can choose to actually walk alongside of Him, even in the midst of the temptation, even in the midst of the gossip, even in the midst of the slander or whatever you find yourself. Don't view it as, oh man, I feel shame. View it as, man, the Holy Spirit is coming alongside of me, as Pastor Ash said, and trying to point me to Jesus. And no matter what decision I make, I don't get rid of Him. And so at any point, I can actually turn to Him and get His help. Because He is the helper. Come on, we need help. We can't do this alone. The whole point of the gospel is Jesus going, hey, you've tried to do this by yourself and it hasn't worked. That's why Jesus came down from heaven and He made a way for us so that we could have relationship with Him. And the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us outwork that on a daily basis. Come on, church, no decision you make will ever get rid of the Holy Spirit from you. All you need to do is make one choice to turn back towards Him. Because He is with you. He is near and He's with you forever. He's with you forever. In the midst of temptation, pain, anxiety, despair, know that the Holy Spirit is with you. One of the greatest lies that the enemy will tell you is that you are alone. We've seen it, right? Even I know introverts, I know some of you guys have loved COVID season, right? You're like, man, I love zooming into everything. I wish I could zoom call into every situation, right? And that's great. That's awesome. But reality is, is that we've actually seen the effects that being alone is not healthy and not helpful for how we're created. It's written in God's Word, but we've also seen it in the world as well. You know, if you try and book in to see a psychologist or a counselor, most of them are booked up till past January at the moment. In other words, the mental health industry is seeing the effect of people being isolated and alone. And yet in our spiritual walk, how often do we think and remind ourselves that the Holy Spirit is actually with us? Because in the midst of your darkest moment, I know it's tough, I know it's hard, and I know it feels like the weight of the world is on you, but don't you worry because you actually have the helper who is near to you and right there. You aren't actually ever alone because the Holy Spirit is there. Even in the middle of the night when you're having that moment where you feel like you're under attack and you, you want to try and call a friend, but you don't, want to, you don't want to bother them. You know what? The Holy Spirit is there. Actually talk to Him. Be like, man, Holy Spirit, come and help me in this moment because I know that I am not alone. Come on, church. We are not alone. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, He will never forsake you or leave you. And it says in Romans 8 verse, 8, sorry, 8 verse 15, so you, have not, uh, so you have not received a spirit that makes you f- uh, fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when He adopted you into His family as His own children. Now we call Him Abba, Father. Here's the thing. God has adopted you. And what happens when you adopt something? You bring it close. You bring it into the inner circle. You welcome them in. And that is what God has done for you. And that's what the Holy Spirit is here to remind us of, that we are not alone, that He is near, and that we're adopted into God's family. Come on, church. We're not alone. The Holy Spirit is near. He supports us because He is near to us. Not only is He near to me though, 
Not only does he uh, support me by being near to me, he supports me by strengthening me. Going back to the, the, the spotter illustration, right? The whole point of a spot is to help you try and get that weight up when you can't do it by yourself anymore. It's to apply more strength to make sure that you can get the reps done that you need to get done. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does. He actually strengthens and empowers you and me on a daily basis. We see it in Scripture. It's crazy. It's found in the Bible. We see it in Scripture in Isaiah 41 verse 10. God says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. See, this is God's heart. It's not for you to feel like you're weak and alone. No, no. The Holy Spirit's role is to come alongside of you and strengthen you so that you can hold and push what you need to in the weight that you need to in this season. See, the Greek word for strengthen is actually a mate's. And it means to be bold, courageous, and brave. This all happens through the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 verse 8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me wherever, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Come on, we receive power when we walk with the Holy Spirit. We will receive strength. We are empowered. And the best example of this in Scripture is, is a name by the man, sorry, by the name of Peter. Peter. Peter was one of the, one of the disciples. Uh, he spent three years with Jesus. Um, he, he spent every single day with him, did life alongside of him. Jesus was teaching him and discipling him in his ways, right? And so Peter was, was not only part of the 12, he was actually part of the three. There were there was these other three disciples that Jesus held particularly close and invested more time into. And so we see that Peter is really close to Jesus. And Peter's kind of the guy who like, acts now, thinks later, you know what I'm saying? Like, like just does it and then thinks about it later. At one point we see him cutting off someone's ear and Jesus is like, bro, what you doing? Like he has to heal the ear, you know, um, supply and demand. And then uh, we also see Peter doing a lot of things, but Peter's an incredible man though, because he has a passion for Jesus. But there comes a moment where just before Jesus was about to be crucified and we see that uh, Peter goes, Jesus goes, hey, Peter, I just want to let you know you're about to deny me three times. Now, just imagine spending every day for three years with someone having a really close bond, right? And then he goes like, hey, just want to let you know you're going to deny me. And you'll be like, what? What are you going on about? Of course I won't. And that's exactly how Peter responds. Of course I won't, Jesus. I won't deny you. But then we get to the moment Jesus is hanging on the cross and Peter, out of fear, a bunch of people start asking him, hey, like, do you know that guy? I think I've seen you with him. And he's like, no, nah, I don't know who he is. I don't know, that, don't know that man. I have no idea who he is. And he denies Jesus three times. But then fast forward in Acts, we see Peter, the same Peter, right? Who denied Jesus out of fear of what other people may do to him, stand up in front of thousands of people and start preaching boldly and courageously. And as a result, 3,000 people get added to the church. Imagine the logistics on that for a second. The welcome lounge would be overflowing. The coffee team would have to pump out a lot of coffees with 3,000 people getting saved in one day. But that is what happened. And my question is this, what happened between Peter who denied Jesus and Peter who stood up and spoke about Jesus to people? You want to know what happened? It's that he actually got filled with the Holy Spirit. The event that happens in between those is he got filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a, there's a, if you want to know all about the Holy Spirit, by the way, you should go read the book of Acts. It's a great book. Maybe read a chapter a day and kind of debrief of it, make some notes about it. It's a great, great book to discover who the Holy Spirit is and how He works, right? 
But the Holy Spirit, where we find in the day of Pentecost, which is found in Acts, is this day where all the disciples were in one room waiting for this gift because Jesus says, do not do anything until you receive this gift, right? He says, do not do anything. And so they're all waiting in this room and the Holy Spirit comes. They all get filled with the Spirit. And as a result, they all have a boldness and a, cra- uh, and a courage that is not themselves, but is rather given to them by the Holy Spirit. So when we walk alongside the Holy Spirit, church, we become bolder. We become more brave. All of a sudden, when people ask you, what are you up to the weekend? You don't say not much. But we actually say, hey, I'm heading to church. Why don't you come with me? We actually become courageous and go, hey, when we feel that the Holy Spirit nudge that name in our heart and we go, man, I haven't thought about that person in a while. All of a sudden, we don't let fear go, man, they're going to think I'm weird if I shoot them a text out of nowhere. But we go, no, I'm going to give them a call and see how they're doing. Because just maybe the Holy Spirit is trying to use you and strengthen you to be the light to the world, to stand up and let your life be a preaching moment to those who need it. Come on, church. The Holy Spirit strengthens us and empowers us. We see it as well in a young man by the name of Stephen. Also found in Acts, by the way, this young man, incredible young man, and he's preaching, right? And uh, he's preaching the Word of God and the religious leaders of, those, uh, of that day who crucified Jesus didn't like what Stephen was preaching because he was preaching about the fact that Jesus rose again from the dead and that means you can have eternal life. All you have to do is accept Him, right? They didn't like this. And so what they're going to do, they pick up stones and they're about to stone Him to death. Like, like just throw stones at Him until He's dead. That, 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 that's the scenario we're in. And so like, keep in mind, Stephen knows this, by the way. Like, it's not like he's just standing there preaching and he's like noticing everyone pick up rocks. And he's like, I wonder what they're about to do. Like, he knows what's coming, right? You know what it says? It says, Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, I see my God in heaven. I'll tell you what, even no matter what it is that you're facing, when you walk alongside the Holy Spirit, He strengthens you to not crumble under the pressure, but rather stand firm on our solid rock being Jesus and have a boldness and a braveness that says, no, I see my God. I know the certainty that we have. And that is, is that He loves this world and He died for them and He wants a relationship with them. Come on, church. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, He's strengthens us. Romans 8 verse 11 says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Wow. The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same Spirit. That's powerful. That's powerful. Acts 10 verse 38 says that Jesus was anointed with power to do good. Wow. We are anointed and strengthened to do good each and every single day. In our workplace, in our families, we're anointed and appointed to do good. But here's the thing, the Holy Spirit will never force you. It's still your choice, but He will strengthen you when you step out. He'll never force you to do it. No, no, it's still your choice. You're still going to make the choice whether you're going to do it or not. But if you take a step out, I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit is going to be there. He's going to strengthen you and He's going to empower you. And as a result, you're going to see Him working through your life. So not only does the Holy Spirit support us because He's near to us and because He strengthens us, but He supports me because He comforts me as well. He comforts me. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 says this, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. You know the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter and the Counselor? The Comforter and the Counselor. I was uh, prepping for our uh, online uh, prayer meeting on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. If you want to join us, it's great. 
but I was prepping for it. And part of my prep is I just read over some of the prayer requests that come in uh, into our church. And there's been a lot that's been about like, hey, just got this diagnosis from the doctor, about to go into surgery and all that sort of stuff. And hey, I don't have any answers for you guys. And we're going to be standing and praying for healing. Absolutely. But more than anything else, I want to be praying that you have the comfort of the Holy Spirit with you each and every single day. The comfort of the Holy Spirit will work kind of, for me at least, what I've found and what I read in Scripture, kind of one of two main ways. There's a lot of other ways, but like one of, one of the two main ways I want to highlight tonight, uh, this morning is that He'll bring you perspective to either bring you peace or understanding. The issue is, is that often we want both and, but we don't need both and. Because the moments where we don't have to understand, He will give us peace. The moments where He wants us to understand, we don't necessarily need peace, we just got to understand and fight through it. Come on, He gives us, comforts us with perspective that will either bring us peace or understanding. Remember, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Peace of God is a fruit of the Spirit. He comforts us. He comforts us. Part of my testimony, my story, some of you may know this. Um, I grew up in church my whole life uh, and I'm incredibly blessed parents. I love them to bits. And part of my testimony is that around the, the school age, year eight, year nine, year 10, uh, a little bit of year 11, was a time of my life where I struggled heavily with pornography. I was heavily addicted to it. It grabbed a hold of my life. And, and reality is, is that I knew that it was wrong and I was grew up in a Christian home. My parents were doing everything right. And reality is, it was just my choices that landed me in a place where I ended up being addicted to it. And uh, I went on a battle of fighting and overcoming that. And, and I'm so thankful that that is the case uh, because God has called us to live in freedom and not be chained and addicted to those sorts of things, right? But reality is, is that... I, for a long time, I felt ashamed about it, even though I'd overcome it, right? But all of a sudden, one day, there was a penny drop moment. I had an understanding, right? The Holy Spirit brought me comfort through understanding, going, Dan, you may have walked through that, and the, the, the change you made didn't change your decisions back then. But I'll tell you what, I'm still going to use it. And the understanding I'm going to give to you is that you may have walked through that, but you can share with other people so that they don't have to. So the comfort I'm talking about isn't like a, always a warm hug. Sometimes it is a warm hug, but sometimes it's like a, hey, come on, there's more in you. Hey, come on, have an understanding, have a penny drop moment that I was able to use your broken pieces to build my kingdom. And so church, come on, God can use your broken pieces to build the kingdom. And when we walk the Holy Spirit and we understand that He is near us and that He is our strength and that He comforts us, man, we start walking in the ways that God wants us to walk. He comforts us. Isaiah 11 verse 2 says this, And the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, and the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Come on, he's the counselor. You can talk to him. How often do we actually talk to the Holy Spirit about what's happening around us or in us? Because he knows, but I think sometimes we got to let him in a little bit. Just like if you go visit a counselor in this day and age, reality is, is that they can only help you as much as you let them help you. As much as you talk, they can only do as much as you give them. And so reality is, how much are we giving the Holy Spirit? To be our counselor, to be our comforter in our deepest, darkest moments. Come on, He is there for you. Remember, He is near. He is right there and He wants to comfort you. He wants to give you everything that you need. Let's move forward. We need to be praying the prayer, help me Holy Spirit. You know, it's like my go-to prayer and sometimes some of my most powerful prayers are just as simple as help me, Holy Spirit. No matter what I'm going through, sometimes I don't need a long prayer. I just need to be like, Jesus, I just need your help. Holy Spirit, I just need your help. And he comes and he comforts me in the midst of that. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's peace. Come on, he, he's near me. He strengthens me. He comforts me. And as the band comes up, my last point is this, is that he reminds me. 
He reminds me. You know, one of the, the, the biggest ways I find the Holy Spirit talk to me uh, is the fact that he actually brings to my remembrance things. What I mean by that is this, when we say the Holy Spirit talking, I think sometimes uh, for those of us who are in church, we can use language that makes it very mysterious and very uh, like untangible and, and, and it's kind of like, God, like God spoke to me. It's like, what does that mean? And for some of us in church, well, we know what it means, right? But for those who don't, I'm going to be bringing you guys some context, right? When I say the Holy Spirit speaking to me, what I mean is I don't mean an audible voice. I don't mean an audible voice, right? Some people have heard an audible voice. And if that's so, man, I am so jealous because I wish I had an audible voice <laughs> to tell me. But for me, how the Holy Spirit speaks to me is in my thoughts. And what I mean by that is I often have this the, the, the thought and I'm like, man, that was way too smart for me. I'm like, that was way too smart for me. That was way too like, some people are like, oh, it's just a coincidence. But man, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not because the Holy Spirit's role is to remind you of God's Word, His promises, and His purpose for your life. In fact, we actually see it, right? In the Bible, in John 14, verse 26, it says this, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. You know, this verse is mentioned in all four Gospels, right? That's in John, in Matthew 10, 19, it says, God will give you the right words at the right time. In Luke 12, verse 11, it says, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what needs to be said. Mark 13 says, don't worry in advance about what you say. Just say what God tells you at the time, because the Holy Spirit's role is to remind you of the Word of God and the promises of God over your life. The promises of God over your life. I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting there and sometimes it's in my prayer, sometimes it's in the shower, sometimes it's when I'm getting ready, sometimes it's in the midst of a really busy season, but I just have someone's name kind of pop into my head and it seems really random. I'm like, man, that's a really random name to pop into my head. I haven't seen that person for a while. I haven't chatted to them for a while. And what I began to learn is that that was actually the Holy Spirit kind of reminding me, going, hey, Dan, I need you to hit up this person. Hey, Dan, I want you to call this person. Hey, Dan, I want you to see if you can catch up a coffee for this person. And every single time that's happened and I've reached out, there's always been a response from the other person. And it's always been in a moment in their life where they seem like they need something. And that's not because of me. That's not because of anything I have done. It's because the Holy Spirit's role is to remind me of what God's called me to do. He's there to remind us. He's there to remind us. I was leading a youth ministry in Canberra, my parents' church, uh, 2013 to 14. Um, and uh, we had a youth ministry night and we were kind of packing up, had a great night. And um, we were kind of in the lowest socioeconomic area. And so uh, we we're packing up and there was two teenage guys outside and they were just smoking. And my first response, right? If I'm honest, my first response was cool, like defense mode. And I need to make sure that they're not up to anything, you know, all that sort of stuff. And that was my first response. And then as I, as I was talking to them and having a discussion with them, uh, I just remember the Holy Spirit literally just brought to my memory. He's like, hey, Dan, just remember that like Jesus went and ate with people that everyone else thought was unclean and everyone else thought was, wasn't worthy to hang out with and <laughs> was dirty and was kind of kicked off to the side. Just remember that. And with that, that verse, I felt a deep conviction 
a deep conviction to actually invite these guys after we finished packing up back to my house so I could get to know them a little bit and just chat to them and hang out. And so I did that and they came along and they hung out and um, both guys just started asking questions about Jesus. Just not, not prompted by me at all. I was just there to hang out with them. I was like, all right, I'll just hang out with them and I'll, we'll eat some food and it'll be great. They start asking questions about Jesus and we start having this discussion and then they go, hey, we actually want to have a relationship with Jesus again. Because when they were younger, they had gone to a church and had them for a long time. And so in that moment right there, we were able to pray a salvation prayer for them. And then straight afterwards, we actually prayed and they got filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, they actually got baptized in the Holy Spirit on that very night. And man, oh man, was I challenged that night by going, man, Holy Spirit, how many times have you reminded me, but I haven't listened? How many times have you reminded me, but I haven't acted on it? How many times have you reminded me, but I've decided to still leave myself in a place where I'm not living in your promises? Come on, His role is to help us, to support us, to see the kingdom of God brought down. We've got God the Father. We've got Jesus who intercedes for us. And then we've got the Holy Spirit who helps us bring heaven down to earth. Come on, He reminds us. In the midst of your frustration, He reminds you of God's grace for you. And as a result, you should extend it to others. In the midst of your hopelessness, He reminds you of the hope and the certainty that we have in the cross. In the midst of your weakness, remember, He gives you strength. In the midst of your restlessness, He gives you peace. In the midst of your heartbreak, He wants to bring you healing. Come on, He reminds you of the promises that God has in store for you. Let's not just get uh, so laid back with just coming to church. Let's actually allow ourselves to be reminded of the Word of God, church. Because there's a city out there that needs us. There's a world out there that needs us. Your family needs you. Your friends need you. They need you to allow the Holy Spirit to remind you that you are called. They need you to allow the Holy Spirit to remind you that you are purposed, that you're anointed and appointed for such a time as this. Come on, the Holy Spirit never leaves you. He strengthens you, He comforts you, and He reminds you of our purpose in Christ. It's not just random thoughts. It's the Holy Spirit trying to get your attention. Holy Spirit will bring Scripture to your memory. But this is why it's important that we read the Bible, church. Because when the Word says, hey, He'll bring to your memory, if we don't have the Word of God in our memory, how can He bring it to our memory? We don't just say read the Bible because it's something you should do and you have to do it in order to be a Christian. No, no, it's beneficial for you to do it. Come on. The Holy Spirit is actually able to grab stuff and help you with it in the midst of that moment because you have decided to fill yourself with the Word of God and plant yourself in it. Come on, church. The Holy Spirit reminds you. He reminds you. Can you stand with me this morning? Holy Spirit always works up an invitation. Holy Spirit always works up an invitation. I would love to just pray with you really quick to invite the Holy Spirit to remind us that He's near, that He strengthens us, that He comforts us, but also invitation in order for Him to remind us this week that we are on purpose and we're here for a purpose. It's so a love if you can close your eyes and if you feel so inclined, maybe raise your hands whatever you feel like you want to do in order to receive, because we're just going to pray a prayer of invitation. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the fact that you sent your Spirit and that we're able to be helped by Him. And right now, Holy Spirit, we invite you, we open up ourselves and ask that you would come. 
that you would remind us that you are near, that we are never alone, even in the midst of our darkest moment, even in the midst where we feel like there's no one around us. No, no, you are right there with us. So Holy Spirit, we pray that we would remember that you are always near, that you will never leave us or forsake us, but we have you forever. And in a moment, all it takes is for us to turn to you. We pray that you would strengthen us, Lord God that we would understand and know that You have empowered us, Holy Spirit, to be hands and feet of Jesus, that we would go into our week, Lord God, not just laid back, but rather on purpose, looking for opportunity to preach Your Word, not just in words, but in how we live, Lord God. May we preach with how we live this week and have a strength to be able to do so, Lord God. Lord God, we thank You that You're a comforter. Holy Spirit, we pray right now for those who need comfort, for those who need peace, we pray for peace in Jesus' Name. For those who need understanding, we pray for understanding in Jesus' Name. Holy Spirit, that we understand that You walk with us and You want to comfort us. You're right there for us to talk to. You're our counsellor and our comforter, that we would share with You more and invite You in more. But of all else, Lord God, we pray that You would remind us of the Word of God and the promises of God and that we would be able to action them this week, that we wouldn't wait till next Sunday that we wouldn't wait till Wednesday, but rather tomorrow morning, even this afternoon, even this evening, when we have people that you would remind us, Lord God, of people that you want us to get in touch with, people you want us to call, people you want us to ring or invite out to coffee or even invite to church, whatever it may be. Holy Spirit, we pray that you remind us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 